everybody and welcome to In My Mug, episode 127, on Monday the 18th of April 2011. My name is Steve Layton, and I'm really embarrassed because people are watching me record this. Um, thank you very much for joining us again. Uh, what I'm recording today is In My Mug in Google in Dublin, which is really, really cool. The guys have very kindly uh, invited me to come and have a tour around and... and uh, I thought it would be a really cool place to do in my mug because the guys here really love great coffee and um, we know we've got a few subscribers of, uh, uh, of the in my mug too so really cool for them to invite me along and thank you very much guys, much appreciated. Um, the coffee we're going to be talking about today is a special one, I've been saving for a special occasion. It's that new to me that I'm kind of going to have to follow some notes today to make sure I get all the details right so kind of do bear with me looking at my laptop a little bit as I'm recording. Um, the coffee's from Bolivia, and there's a little bit of a story behind it, which I'm going to go into first. Um, on my trip in August, was it August or July? I get mixed up with, it was July last year. We were doing a cupping at the, the exporter's mill, and they put me on some amazing coffees, like some really, really stunning ones. But there was one that got me super, super excited. So we were cupping this coffee, and I was just like, I was do my little dance when I get really excited about a great coffee and I was like, I love it, I love it. We went down and we talked about which one was which and I'd scored this one something like 96, 97 points. So I was saying, no, I really want to get this, tell me more about it. And what happened, unfortunately they put the wrong coffee on the table and it was actually already sold. I was furious, I was like, don't give me things I can't buy. So. Anyway, went on, came home, couldn't get this coffee out of my head, it was really kind of sticking in my head. And um, the, the exporter phoned me, uh, emailed me in January and said, we've actually found that the person that was buying 12 of the bags has pulled out, do you still want it? Well, by this time the container had already sailed from Bolivia, it was already on its way, and uh, already arrived and we'd unloaded and we're selling it. And it was like, well, I can't move it. And they said, let us worry about that, do you want it? I was like, okay. So they put it in somebody else's container without telling them that it was coming to the UK. And then about two weeks before it arrived, I got a phone call saying, have you got some coffee coming from Bolivia? I was like, um, maybe. And it was this. So it, it's a super, super lot that we've kind of, we weren't expecting to get and it just kind of arrived. So it's part of our direct trade um, agreement as well, which is also very exciting. It's name. Now, most farms will have a name and that gets attached to the coffee. This farm actually doesn't have a specific name. Um, and talking to the exporters, we were like, well, what, what do we call it? Well, where it is, it's called Colonia Belinda. Um, so we've decided that we're going to call it Finca Belinda because we have to call it something. We can't just call it that Bolivian coffee that I got by chance. So it's going to be called Finca Belinda, um, which I think is a really cool name. And it, we're going to have to talk to them about why is it not named? Because I, 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 it seems really silly. But we have got some farm coordinates, and I'm going to show you a picture on the screen now of the Google. A little bit of a plug for Google again. Because um, they need some plugging, because they're this little, really little company that are building themselves up. But Google Earth picture of, of where the farm is. It's in Karanavi, which is at the very bottom of the death road. So uh, if you go from La Paz, to uh, Karanavi, there's this road which is very famous for being incredibly dangerous. Um, I'm going to show you another picture now of when I cycled down it because I laugh at danger. Um, 
The altitude of the farm is uh, 14 to 1600 meters, so uh, fairly lowish altitude actually for Bolivia. You tend to find there's a lot more uh, out there, but it just shows you how unimportant altitude really is. Um, the farm was founded in 2000, which again is it's a very young farm. Um, and when they first took over, there were only three hectares of coffee actually planted on the farm. It's expanded and it's grown and it's now 10 hectares. And um, it is a mixture of Katura, Tipica, and uh, Katayi. Um, so all varietals that are very popular and very common in Bolivia. And um, yeah, it's very cool. A massive yield from such small hectares as well. Um, they seem to be doing a very good job with looking after the soil, looking after the farm, and, and basically making sure everything's uh, going properly. I think also a lot of that is because of the altitude, because it's a little bit lower than some of the farms in Bolivia you tend to find. They've got a much more increased yield. The guy who owns it, owns it is called Felix Copa Calais. Um, and I had to read that because I kept, I can remember the Felix, but nothing else. Um, and he's basically worked on the farm for eight years. Before that, he, he, uh, he had nothing to do with coffee whatsoever. But the first thing he did when he got the farm was bring in the uh, exporter to say, right, what should I grow? Can you get an agronomist to help me to make sure that we get the very best out of the land? Um, which, which is obviously a very good thing to be doing. Quite like the thing as well, he's the same age as me. Um, and I, I, don't know, I don't know why that's a link at all, but it just makes me feel nice inside. Um, he lives on the farm with his family, and he has, uh, I'm just thinking, you know, children. I know he has children, but I can't remember how many. Uh, three children. And uh, they help on the farm when they're not at school, uh, as does his wife. And um, I think that was also kind of nice when there's a family involvement. The family are 100% dependent on coffee. It is their main income. It's what they're completely about. Um, again, I like it when it's, it's that way, because when we pay a great price for the coffee, they obviously feel the benefits. And we have paid a great price for this coffee. Um, when they sent it, they didn't tell us how much we'd be paid. We just said, we'll have it. Um, let's just say it's a lot more than Machacamarca was this year, which we, we think is a stunning coffee too. But I think it's right up there on a par with with the match marker and I, and I hope that you're going to think so too. So, I'm going to whap you on pause. I'm going to go and see what Dale's doing, because Dale's making me the coffee today, not me. And uh, I'll be back in just a moment. Okay, so I'm back. I'm going to dive straight into the espresso. So, first of all, a little bit of a... Now, I know what I'm going to expect with this coffee, because I remember it from when cupping it, and I've been drinking it, like, all week. But, um going to get lots of sweetness and you can just smell the sweetness coming off the espresso it's like it, it just smells sticky and I know that it tastes sticky so whether I'm kind of seeing because I know but it just smells amazing okay so with the espresso you get this acidity and it's there it's sitting underneath and one of the guys was saying like like a candy kind of taste and I, and I completely get that it's like like a sticky candy kind of not not chocolatey but there's an underlying chocolatey and then it finishes on this beautiful honeycomb think matcha kamaka but think matcha kamaka with a little bit more complexity to it it's a little bit more of a, a kind of grown-up matcha kamaka if you like it's a crowd pleaser as an espresso i mean that's been sitting on the side for a minute two minutes now yeah more yeah and it still tastes amazing that's it, that is a really good espresso 
It is very, very good. This is the one I'm looking forward to. Uh, but that's that, that, that's pretty much a highlight. So into the milk. I, I did this art, of course, on here. Dale had nothing to do with putting the love heart on top of the uh, cappuccino cup. Thanks. It's a really good one too. <laughs> it actually is one of your best ones. Why Thanks. didn't you do that in competition? <laughs> okay, milk. I think it's lost a little bit. And, and, and I think because of it, that sweetness, sweetness of the milk, it just kind of sits there. It's not bad, but I'm not a fan of milk. What did you guys think in milk? Was it... Yeah, it definitely disappears just a tad. Um, I, uh, but then that was a, that was a stunner. I think that's probably one of the best shots I've, I've ever had from you, Dale. So well done. Thank you. No problem. You, you fill me with, with, with praise. <laughs> grow every time I'm so mean to him. Love you really, Dale. Right, into the brood. Okay, so I've done a Chemex, because I always do a Chemex, because I love my Chemex. I didn't do it with my lovely little fancy device, though, did I? No. Okay, the acidity is much, it's actually brighter here than it was in the espresso, which I wasn't expecting. When I've, cut, when I've had this in the past, I've got like real drinking chocolate, big time drinking chocolate, sticky, gloopy, and it's sticky and gloopy, but the drinking chocolate isn't in this one. Perhaps air, air travel doesn't agree with it, but it's much more, the, the acidity is much more. and. I, that candy thing really comes out in the brood. I, I love that descriptor. I am going to steal that if that's okay. Your candy one, because that's going on the pack. Because I think it is. It's like it's just sweet, sticky, sweet, delicious. I love this coffee as much as I loved it in La Paz. Um, I think it's it's a really special coffee. It's one that should be enjoyed, but it can so easily be quaffed. It's, you don't have to think too much about enjoying a coffee like that. And anybody who has sugar in their coffee give them that and they'll kind of go, actually I don't need sugar in that, which just shows what, what a great coffee it is. So, three things to know about it. Um, it's from Caranavi, which is uh, obviously in Bolivia. It is um, an absolutely delicious espresso and I think that's a, that's a really key point for it. Um, third point for it, and I like to do three things, I can only really think of two. Um, doesn't really work in milk. That's the best one I can come up with. So, order of preference. Espresso, 100% for me. Brewed coffee, cappuccino. Listen, thank you very much for joining me, as always. Thank you very much to uh, the Google guys for letting me come in and do this and just show me their cool place. And do remember, life is too short. <laughs>